Welcome to She Will Be the Podcast, a show that celebrates the inspiring world of everyday women. In this space, we're going behind the scenes of brand creation, discussing the highs, the lows, and everything in between. We'll also share the authentic stories of mothers, wives, and entrepreneurs who are overcoming challenges in their lives. I'm your host, Cassie Tucker. And I'm Hennessy Warner, founder of Lesara, a brand born out of the desire to empower women to write their own narratives. Together, we'll learn, grow, and redefine what it means to be a woman in pursuit of her goals. Tennessee, I'm so excited and honored to be hosting a podcast alongside you. Let's just dive right into it and talk about why in the world are we starting a podcast in the first place? I know, right? Cassie, um, first of all, I just want to say I am so excited to start this with you because you have so much experience in the podcast world, and this is completely new territory for me. So just being able to do this project with you is, I know is going to be so much fun, and I'm so excited to see all the episodes that we're able to create. But just thank you for wanting to to do this and coming up with this amazing idea. So um, for me, I think we're starting this podcast. Um, one, we want to have a place to share some of these creative projects that we're working on. Um, I definitely want to have a time capsule. Um, when I started my brand, I, looking back, I wish I had like a journal or something, um, just writing down the experiences that I had. And I feel like having a podcast years from now, we can go back and just listen and and reminisce a little bit about what we're um, going through right now. So I think those are two reasons. And then another reason I think I love having a podcast is just giving um, others a chance to share their own story. So I am definitely looking forward to bringing on guests to the show and giving them the platform to share their experiences and, and give them a voice. So yeah, no, absolutely. I'd completely reiterate everything you shared. Um, but also, I think for me, just having an authentic, transparent platform for sharing lessons learned and stories from our lives and just everything we're going through in real time, being able to pop on a recording and just talk about it and share what's happening there. Uh, I think a lot of times we use these platforms, including social media, as a highlight reel. And I think there's lessons to be learned through those highlights, but um, just also sharing the lows and the not so great parts of our lives that uh, everyone can can be encouraged by that they're not alone in those situations and absolutely and just empower others to move through whatever they're facing. Love it. I'm excited to see where this where this goes. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for allowing me as well to host alongside you for your first ever podcast. But I want to kind of dive into first your story. You teased a second ago launching your brand and we'll talk about what that brand is here in a minute, but we want to first get to know you and who you are, what you're doing currently. So tell us everything and just in terms of where you are today and kind of a short snippet of where you've been in the past. Yeah. So, um, for one, I'm a mom of two, um, a wife. I, my family and I have lived overseas for like the past 10 years and we moved to Orlando, Florida last year. Um, my husband is, was, well, how do I say this? He was a professional athlete for many years, but now he, um, 
we've kind of are on a starting point again. I am bringing back um, a brand that I started a few years ago, and I'm just excited to talk more about that and kind of share what that has kind of brought into my life again. Um, life has had lots of ups and downs lately, but um, I'm excited to share some of these things um, and just see if it resonates with um, our audience. And and yeah, that's that's in a nutshell, that's who I am. But there's so much that I could dive into that we would need like hours and hours of recording to get through it. I think anyone could say that. So you're not alone in that. So um, no, Hennessy, thanks for sharing that. We'll certainly dive into all of that further, especially just in this episode and building that brand and what that experience was like. But tell us about that brand. What is the name? What does the name mean? Give us the details there and everything we need to know. Okay, so the brand is Leisada. On the surface, it's an accessories brand. I created it while we were living abroad. Um, all of Leisada's products are made in Northern Italy. That's where we lived for, I wanna say, hold on, let me do the math here, probably like eight years. Um, so Italy became home for us. It's where our kids were born. So I had to kind of, for me, Leisada is like a brand that I can take with me after leaving the country. And I feel like I'm still connected to Italy in a way. Um, but you know, Leisara, the meaning and the essence of the brand is much more than just handbags. Um, you've, you and I have been talking about this for a few months now. And um, the story of how this project began is really what each bag represents. Um, the willingness to just pursue your dreams in spite of like every ob possible obstacle um, that could come in the way. And I think that's what so many of us can relate to. Um, why handbags? Yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting story. Um, so I have always loved handbags since I was a little girl, but when I moved to Italy and being just surrounded by this high end sense of fashion and style, um, it just piqued my interest even more. But the interesting thing is I, um, actually watched a documentary in Italian and it was called, uh, the translation was slaves of luxury. Um, and it just talked about like the unethical manufacturing practices in Italy and really how it's ruining the made in Italy heritage um, and the brand. So um, like I said earlier, Italy became my home and my both my children were born there. So I kind of felt this sense of like, I want to do something about that. It aches me to know that so many families who dedicated just generations of creating this tra tradition and culture um, in a way where was being ruined or, or, or being taken out of the equation, basically, right? And, and I, we can talk more about like what that documentary was about, but um, long story short, I just wanted to do something about it, even if it was just like a little grain of salt in this massive sea of fashion brands. I want to ask you too about just what the brand itself means to you, the meaning behind the brand, what that means to you. I think for me, the best brands are not just a product. Uh, they make you feel something. There's some sort of emotional connection behind it. We just went to go see the movie Air not too long ago. Yeah. And one of the quotes that uh, Michael Jordan's mom shared was the shoe, something like this, the shoe is just a shoe until my son steps foot into it. So I think 
the kind of the underlying thought here is that a bag is just a bag until you connect with it in the way that makes sense for you and your story. And so um, just based off of the meaning behind the words there, she will be and what that means. What does Lesara, the brand, mean to you? What does um, creating this brand mean to you? And especially with where you were at uh, at that given time when you developed the brand. Oh my gosh, that's such a, a great question. I love it. And I love that you brought in that quote from Air, probably one of my favorite movies in the past few years. So that is amazing. Um, For me, Lesara became... I mean, there's, I think I have like several reasons. Like my why is is split up really into like three, like a personal reason, a reason for um, the people near and around me. And then for people who I might not even know or connect to um, just yet. But just to give you like a little background, um, Lace and I became my creative outlet. Don't get me wrong, I love my kids to death and I love my husband, but, um, and I love when people say, hey, it's Elena and Tiago's mom or Juan's wife, but I felt back um, back in 2017 that I needed um, to have my own sense of identity. And it's something that I was struggling with for a few years. Um, we moved to Europe when I was 21 years old my husband and I started our families at a very young age um, compared to most 20-year-olds today. Um, we moved around from city to city, sometimes going to different countries. He was pursuing um, a career in professional basketball. Everybody looked up to my husband. My kids were like, wow, daddy, look at this, look at that. Um, and I just felt after I finished school, um, my biggest dream was to pursue my own career and our lifestyle just made it nearly impossible. So um, for one, I did not like having that lost sense of identity. But the other thing was I felt like I being a mom is such a huge responsibility and having my kids um, have someone to look up to. Yes, their dad was doing this amazing thing. So many people looked up to them. But for me, it was setting an example for Elena and Tiago, um, being able to show them that a woman can pursue uh, her own dreams was like one of my biggest motivators to start the brand and what the brand like really means to me. Um, aside of like the success that it could bring or not, how many bags I sell or not, like just one day sitting down and talking to Elena and just being like, you can do literally anything you want to. Um, prior to starting Le Sara, I did not speak Italian. Um, I did not have a background in design or retail. And I most definitely did not have a single contact in the fashion industry. So um, just that alone, being able to overcome all of those things and being able to, to have a sample in my hand uh, in 2018 for me was like earth shattering um, because it did really mean uh, going after something that I truly believed in and I truly truly wanted to to pursue. Um, so I that is my like my why technically like my personal why but at the same time like I want women who hear the story to feel like hey maybe I can pursue something that I've always wanted to do. I might not have the experience. I might not have um, 
the background or the connections, but, you know, I'll make my way through it and figure it out as, as, as difficult as it might seem from the outside. I felt whenever I was in like the, the, the trenches, you know, those late nights of not knowing whether or not to keep going when I did not find the easiest solution. Um, I just kept thinking about all these things I just mentioned. And I was like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing. I want to see how far I can get with this. And so hopefully um, that's, that's the one thing I want out of this. I want people to grab a bag, grab their bag, wherever they're going, where they're going on. Um, I don't know. They're going to an interview, whether they're going out to eat, whatever the case may be, like, I want them to grab that bag and just empower them and remind them that, you know, if you put all your energy and, and, and desire into something, I, I honestly think it's, it's up to us to, to make it work. And so, yeah, so that's, that, that's a really long answer <laughs> to your question. No. But I hope it, I was able to to kind of make sense of it all. Absolutely. No, thank you for that. I can imagine too, the number of challenges for someone who has never, ever launched a handbag brand in your entire life, dealing with finding the materials, the manufacturers, uh, navigating the design platforms. What were those challenges like for you? What are some of the challenges you faced and how did you kind of work to overcome those? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, some of the most challenging aspects, I think one was the language barrier. I did not speak convention, like day-to-day -day Italian. So that I had to learn. Plus the business speak of the industry, the design, the technical terms, all of that, that was a big hurdle. Learning how to design was another hurdle. Um, and then when you finally have created like this brand and you are learning all these technical terms, then it's going out and selling the idea to a manufacturer. I don't know how many manufacturers I reached out to. I did not have a huge budget. My minimum, like their minimum orders were in the thousands. Like there was no way that I could, that I could pull this off basically early on. That was my, my thought. I was like, how am I going to do this? But um, it was just overcoming all these little challenges and finding new ways to tackle different problems. I know I, I use social media a lot to, in the early days. I use LinkedIn to connect with different manufacturers. I went, I found the trade show where I found all the suppliers that I work with through a social media post that just happened to fall in my feed of one of the biggest trade shows in Italy for fashion and, and accessories and everything. So yeah, there's just been challenges after challenge after challenge, and I'm sure we'll dig deep into this in other episodes, but it's crazy to hear about all these things because I know a lot of times we are faced with challenges like that, even just the figuring it out part, and we're like, nope, we're good, like we don't want to continue yeah. on this road, so having that continued drive of no matter what you were going to face that you kept going, and I personally cannot imagine <laughs> building a brand like this, but I think whether we're building a business or, uh, you know, trying to move forward in our career, trying to move forward in life, really support is so important. So absolutely, I'm curious, did you do all of this yourself? Cause it sounds like a lot of it, you had to kind of take it upon yourself, especially 
thinking about budget wise to just adapt and learn, but yeah. what kind of support did you have around you keeping you moving forward? Honestly, I think my support system was the thing that kept me going because after every roadblock, I literally, as much as I want to say, oh yeah, I just like breezed through it and I got over it and I was so positive and it was awesome. I cannot, that would not be the truth at all. Um, for one, my husband, he was, I think, supporter number one in everything. When I came up with this crazy idea that I wanted to go against the grain and start a fashion industry with my ethical standards and everything, he was like, go for it. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. So for one, he was a major part in this. Um, two, my grandmother and my mom. So we would have to manufacture our bags and ship them all to the U.S. Um, and they would do all the packaging. They would do all the shipping. They would do all of that. So I would basically just send her the orders and and they would do that. So without them, it would be impossible. Budget-wise, I, I did not have the budget to hire anyone. So as far as like the operations, I was a one-person team. I was doing the creative side, the administrative side, the sales side. Um, it was a lot, but definitely without them, it would have been nearly impossible. But then on the other side, the support that I got from my girlfriends, um, the, the women that I met in Italy, I want to give a special shout out to Annalisa Godina. She was um, someone who did not have to support this at all. In, in other words, she wasn't a friend before all of this. Like I met her after this launched and she was just so supportive from day one. She's um, She as well is an entrepreneur. She owned a boutique in the city that we lived in in Trieste and she just from day one has been like I want you to I want to support this I don't know how but I want to help you grow this so her boutique was one of the first boutiques that carried our bags she made a special production batch for her store exclusively so a huge thank you to her because she definitely helped the brand grow um, in Italy so that was amazing and then um, just my girlfriends, the girls who bought the bags from day one, um, I, I can't name them all because there's just so many of them, so many girls that I've met, whether they were husbands, I mean, they were wives of my husband's teammates, or they were girlfriends from high school that, you know, maybe I, after moving abroad, you kind of lose connections with those girls and they came out and they were like, oh my gosh, Tennessee, this is so cool. I want a bag or I want to support you in any way possible. So um, a huge thank you to everybody that's been, that's been, I don't know, even like sharing a post, getting the word out, like without all of them, it like Lisa, I would not have gotten to where it, it, it got basically. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a strong believer too that we, cannot do a lot of things without community and connections, friends, family, having those people behind us. Cause a lot of those challenges we discussed arise in any situation, as we said. And so having those people that when you fall out of motivation can kind of check you, get you back on track and keep you going is so important. Um, 
might I say you, <laughs> you are the one why we are even oh, having boy. this conversation. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Enough about me for right now. But um, Hennessy, the brand is coming back. I mean, if, if you've been following us on social media or following the brand on social media, you've seen that we are slowly, slowly. teasing yes. that the brand is coming back. And I want to talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to talk about these products that you're going to be able to get your hands on here soon again um, after the shop has been closed for what two two years, two years. so Hennessy let's talk about the products um overall Italian made 100% made in Italy right yeah. yeah um but let's first talk about the beautiful Parigi bag what is the story behind yeah that product so Parigi is probably my favorite design. Um, again, lots of personal reasons, but um, Parigi is a design that I made during COVID. It was 2020. We were locked in our small apartment in Italy um, during one of the longest, if not the longest lockdown um, that Italy experienced. 60 days in a small little apartment with two kids. Um, talk about needing a creative outlet. Yes. Um, no, but in all seriousness, uh, Parigi was a bag that I designed. Um, basically, for one, it was to prove to myself that I was a handbag designer. Um, not having the the background was something that I struggled with a lot as far as like mindset, that imposter syndrome that we talk about a lot. It made it so difficult for me to like talk about what I was doing because for whatever reason, I felt like I wasn't enough to be able to talk about it. Um, so I applied to the Independent Handbag Designer Awards a year earlier, and I did not get um, nominated. And I literally took that defeat, per se, as like, okay, my goal for next year is to come up with the design and do the whole creative process, apply again, and and my goal is to get nominated or to like, obviously our goal is to win. But for me, it was, I want to get nominated and be, and feel like, okay, I, I, I really am a designer. Right. So, um, so that was it. I took the next year to basically design this bag. Parigi is Paris in Italian. Um, the bag was created from a door that I saw on social media. Um, I took the inspiration uh, behind the symbolic meaning of doors as far as like opportunities, knocking on doors, all the doors to get to where you want to go, basically. And I used the, the framework to kind of build the outline of the front flap of the bag. And basically, I wrote the story um, behind it. And I applied to the Independent Handbag Designer Awards in 2020, and I got nominated. So that bag itself just, I think, is a representation of just per, the brand itself, pursuing um, your dreams, creating your own opportunities, basically. Um, being a mom who lived overseas for 10 years, applying for jobs has been the biggest headache of my life, basically. So um, when I say that I felt like I needed to create my own opportunity, that's what I did. And basically, that's that's what keeps me going today with this brand is just creating new opportunities for yourself and um, and just hoping that it inspires others to do the same. Yeah, no, doors definitely symbolize new opportunities. And 
just the essence of the brand of she will be whatever she wants to be. And um, so I want to hear quickly too about the backpack. So you mm-hmm. have two of them, the Elena and mini Elena. So yes. tell us about those as well. Yes. So the Elena and the mini Elena were the first bags I made. Um, I was in that busy mom phase at the time. And I was like, I really want to get a backpack because I need to be hands-free. I want to be able to stick everything that I am running around with, whether it's for building this brand. When I go to um, a a meeting or something, chances are I'm going to be having to take a train. I'm going to be having to, you know, just the commute to wherever. I want to be able to have my things secure in a bag. And I just needed it to be stylish. I needed it to be durable and I needed it to be really a low maintenance bag that lasted. So, um, and on the other hand, that did not break the bank because to be honest with you, a bag that kind of checks off all those, all those little boxes would probably cost over $700 in Italy. So I was like, I want to make something that's I don't want to say affordable because I don't want it to sound like it cheapens the product, but I do want to price it at a point where uh, someone can buy it and not feel like this guilt that, oh my gosh, I just spent so much money on something. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that's what those bags, basically the, the reason for it, why I designed them. And it was my first foot in the door into the, into the industry because it was the bags that basically launched the brand um and and selling this idea to the manufacturer with this brand is what got this whole thing started so as much as Parigi is like my favorite bag per se these bags are also extremely special and um the mini is is of course they're called Elena I forgot to say this they're named after my daughter um because you know daughters love to grab your things from your closet and I was like you are my inspiration for this bag so so yeah, so that's a little summary, quick summary about oh, about the Elena bag. Love it. Yeah, they're they're great, and I love how all three products can be used for just different settings and uh, different things that you're doing in your life. So absolutely, yes. Um, but you know, you mentioned too that you were nominated for this huge award, and then shortly after in 2021, you suddenly closed the shop. So you're on this high, and then you make this decision. Why? What? What? prompted you to go in that direction and just shut everything down? Yeah, I want to say that the easy answer to that is just to blame it on COVID. Um, And I don't want to say it's the easy answer, because I know a lot of people experience a lot of hardships during 2020. Um, But for me, honestly, 2020 and 2021, the start, the, the bare start of it were probably my my most significant years with the brand. I was nominated. I worked with an agency out of New York. I was, uh, my products were placed in Wolf and Badger, which is a big international marketplace online. So like to say that it stopped because of COVID would not be a sincere answer. Um, To be honest with you, I was dealing with a very difficult um, mind block. I guess, um, personally, I thought that everything I was doing was, uh, how do I say this? Like my mindset was just not there. I was working with the agency out of New York to figure out a way to um, just scale the business, get into boutiques and everything. And one of the things that I had to do was to compare 
what I was doing with other brands. And that to me, I think was my kryptonite. Um, as much as I admire so many of these brands, all this like imposter syndrome came back, um, thinking that what am I doing? Like, how am I going to ever be able to compare myself to some of these brands? And it just was not a healthy, a healthy way to take on um, what Lisa and the essence of it. I just felt like I wasn't being true to why I started this, you know? Um, so in a sense, yes, COVID was difficult. The lockdowns and everything, I was not sleeping well. It was not a good, healthy time for me. Um, and then of course, all this just negative mindset kind of just flooded my head and it, it stopped me from being creative. It stopped me from pursuing whenever I hit a roadblock. I just kind of call it, called it quits. But for the past two years, it's been like, this little reminder in my mind, like, you know, you can still do this. <laughs> and so we're here talking about it today because yeah. of that little voice named Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I definitely pushed you. I nagged you way too much to, to do it again. But um, and no, I, I think the important thing to note here is a lot of times when we start things, we, we feel like we put this pressure on ourselves that we can't pause it or step away from it for a temporary time, or even permanently, if it doesn't serve you in that given moment, or it's causing you mental distress, or it's causing you um, physical or personal issues with your life. And so I think, although that had to have been a very hard decision, I think you actually making the decision to step away for what you thought was maybe I don't know, forever, limited time, whatever it was, that's yeah. a big, huge deci decision to make. And I think a lot of times people will not decide to do that and they will in turn suffer for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I think, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I want to share this because, and this is another reason why we're starting this podcast is to share that moment because a lot of times you see or you hear people's stories and it's like, oh yeah, I made it. And then, but you don't hear this part of it. Mm -hmm. Like you don't hear the part where um, I, I had to let go of it for two years. And like you said, for the next two years, I've learned so much like ab about not just about myself, mm -hmm. but about things that I could do to improve the brand and, and just ways to, to make it even better. So if you think about it, the the pause was a uh, a blessing in disguise for sure. Because now I'm I'm like re-energized. I'm excited to get back into this, and it is so nice to be able to discuss these things with someone else as well. So for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm I don't want to ask this question to make you dwell on these feelings that you had, but how did shutting it down feel after working so hard did you feel uh relieved did you feel disappointed you know because i again i think it's important to know that those feelings are normal even when we're shutting something down that um we love and we've built ourselves even if we're feeling that that burnout from doing that thing yeah um it's real and it's normal to feel distress in those moments to feel confused i mean i've I know I have recently felt that way in certain situations with my professional life, just stepping away from things like 
it's, it's difficult. So how did you kind of work through that? And what were some of those feelings you had to work through? Um, honestly, when I stopped, it's not like I made like this big announcement either. I didn't go on social and announce, Hey, I'm shutting down the shop. I just like quietly stepped back. Um, I stopped posting on social media. I put up a little sign on not a sign, but I, I changed the website to say, something like in the search for inspiration, like deep down, I always felt like I would come back, but I, I didn't know when, or I didn't know how. Um, and then life, life took us on yet another roller coaster. Like my husband retired very early from his career and we moved back to the United States. I had to get a job. He like was going through the whole immigration process. Like life just kind of you know, worked itself out in a way. Like I stopped probably at a right time, to be honest with you, because the change, this huge transition that my family has been through um, probably would not have been easy if I was still going with Laysada and I felt like I had this pressure to keep going and I had to like, I had to provide for my family financially as well. And honestly, Laysada was was not there yet. Um, I couldn't just live off of our, my family could not just live off of the, of um, what the brand was, was producing. So um, I think, I don't know, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Um, If that, if my reason was to take a break for a few years to kind of figure life out, (laughs) because I mean, I mean, I don't have life figured out right now either, but (laughs) just, um, just on that note, I think everything happens for a reason, whether we decide to take a break or not. Um, it's just the sense of not giving up. And if it is giving up, feeling comfortable and feeling okay with it, that's all that matters. Like, it doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter what people think. Um, you have to do what's best for you. And at the time, that was what was best for me. And today, it's what's the best for me now. Yeah, no, for sure. And again, that's that's the truth of the matter. You step away from something, just be open to what could happen in the future. Even if you do say, oh, I'm never doing this again. Um, you never know. You really never know. I mean, we, yeah. we can't ever tell, but during that time where we step away from those things, being open to what we can learn in those, uh, those downtimes, not working on those projects and, uh, potentially using that in the future to put back into what we've built in in the past. So again, the brand is coming back now two years later, yes. which we will definitely dive deeper into that in the next episode, just talking it's not about that. It's <laughs> not. Give that teaser. Let's out. just it's say not, that. It's not just handbag. It is not. It is not. There's a lot coming and a lot to dive into and discuss, but as a quick tease and Hennessy, I'll let you kind of, uh, elaborate on this here in a minute, but we have a new set of core values, which are, it spells out hope, honesty, opportunity, perseverance, and empowerment. Um, But yeah, what, is there a little tease you can share just overall for the brand before we get into the next episode? Um, I think the core values are so important. Um, And over the past year, like, I've just realized that I don't want to do anything that does not align with who I am. And I want to be able to connect with more women who are, we're all aligned with these core values. So um, there's, there's, there's something in the works right now that 
Well, you and I, in our next episode of this podcast, we'll have a better idea of who Cassie is as a person <laughs> um, because she is incredible. But together, we've kind of just been brainstorming a, so much. Um, and we just know that at the core of it, we want those to be the the essence of everything we do um, with Leisara, with our own friendship, like um, just yeah, I, I don't want to tease too much because you know me. I will start talking we'll just, and we'll laughing. Get right into it right now. So I'm I'm truly truly honored to be a part of this and so grateful you're bringing it back. I know I bugged you for several months, so thank you for finally indulging in that. But um, no, I'm so grateful in this brand. I think as it has touched me and other people that I've even just seen experience it for the first time in the last few months. It's truly amazing what this brand. Um, empowers people to do how they can kind of uh, be inspired to do whatever they're setting out to do. Um, but we'll kind of take you on a journey, a time capsule of the life of Leisara. And uh, you'll be here for every step of just the marketing, the ideation, bringing the brand back, what that looks like. But also just, again, bringing other women on, telling their stories, having those real raw conversations. Uh, but before then, we would love for you to join us on the email newsletter we've put together. Mm -hmm. And you can get that at uh, www.leisara.com, L-E-I-S-A-R-A.com. Hennessy, yes. any closing words before we finish episode one? Honestly, just thank you. I'm so excited to see where this progresses. Um, if there's anybody out there who has either bought a bag, read something that has to do with the brand, or just wants to somehow be a part of this, reach out to us. We would love to hear your story, have you on the show, whoever you are, mom, wife, sister, entrepreneur, if you work at wherever, we want to connect with you. Um, and yeah, we're so excited. We're so excited to have you guys here. Cassie, thank you so much. I am so honored and so excited to work with you. You have no idea. Um, and yeah, that that's all, guys. No, likewise. Thank you so much. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of She Will Be the Podcast.